Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB. It is Friday night, seven o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're gonna be going over the remainder of my start sits. We'll take some questions in the chat room along the way, and then we'll open it up for more questions at the end. So we're gonna hop right into uh, the FantasyFellowship.com, and uh, we covered some of the uh, basically all the noon games from last night. Uh, there was a couple updates that I did want to note. We did see David Johnson has been ruled out. So we'll think about Duke Johnson in the flex role. I'm not excited about it, but uh, he could be an emergency RB2 flex in PPR leagues. Keep rolling down a little bit here. There was another one that caught my attention. We're monitoring Kenyon Drake. He's been limited the last two days. I think he's going to play. He should be a, a decent RB2 uh, flex in PPR leagues for sure. Let's keep going on down the list here. There was one that did catch my eye. Uh, oh, yeah, Curtis Samuel's going to play. If you need a wide receiver three help here, he could be a guy for you. DJ Moore not going to play. Christian McCaffrey on the doubtful side of things, so he's probably not going to be playing on Sunday. So we're going to like Mike Davis as a, as a RB2 flex play there. And uh, I don't know. looks like Jonu Smith was going to practice. So I think Jonu Smith's a tight end option. Not really anything we can trust, but we do know the Jaguars defense, not good. So if you need tight end help, Jonu Smith could be an interesting play there. It looks like Josh Jacobs is trending towards playing. And this is going to be the first game that we cover today, too. So Colts and the Raiders. This is the 3.05 p.m. Central time starts here. Let's first just look at, uh, I'm curious about the practice reports here. So we'll pull those up. Uh, let's start with Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is looking really healthy for the most part in offensive terms here. We do see Mo Ali, Mo Ali Cox not practice today with a, with a non-injury. Not worried about that. He should be fine. Uh, Trey Burton, not sure what was going on here. Non-injury, full, full, so he's fine. Jack Doyle, same thing. He's fine. So all three tight ends are healthy. That means we shouldn't really be trusting either one of those guys. T.Y. Hilton, non-injury. Looks like this just was a veteran's day off here. So we like T.Y. Hilton this week. Phillip Rivers gets a, a full practice in back-to-back days here. So that's really nice to see there. And, uh, yeah, pretty much no running backs on, the, on the, the list here. So that's really good news. We like the Colts in this one. The Colts are one of the hotter offenses in the league right now. Phillip Rivers is playing some good football as well. So on the Raiders side here, I guess the big one was that Josh Jacobs has a chance to play this weekend. It was looking doubtful earlier in the week. Did not practice Wednesday, but limited and limited here. Uh, I'm assuming tomorrow we'll know. It sounds like John Gruden wants to assess him tomorrow, and, and he'll probably call him in or out on Saturday afternoon. So we'll be going live tomorrow. I do have a player prop show with my friend Jesse tomorrow. We're going live at 11.15. And then at 7 o'clock, I will be uh, going up and uh, just answering whatever questions you guys need, just going over the reports. What's going on, ISO? Thanks for hanging out tonight, man. Uh, we're just covering the Raiders and the Colts right now. The Again, Josh Jacobs likely to play. We'll know more tomorrow, so we'll, we'll answer some of those Josh Jacobs questions, I think, tomorrow. And then now, Devontae Booker, pretty much useless. If Josh Jacobs plays, we don't want any part of that. Not sure we were excited about him anyways after he disappointed us last week. Zay Jones, we're not using Zay Jones. Nelson Aguilar. He's a low-end flex play if you, if, you, if you really need help there. I'm not excited to get him in my lineup. But overall, pretty healthy, I think, for the Raiders' offensive pieces here. So just quick looking at the, the fantasy points allowed here. You see the Colts, pretty good defense. They do allow a, hand, a little bit of running back points. They're kind of yielding some points here. So I'm not as scared to get Josh Jacobs in my lineup if he plays. We know when Josh Jacobs plays, he's going to run hard. He's going to rack up touches, and he's going to be the goal line back. So I do think I'm going to rank Josh Jacobs as a low-end RB2 play. 
uh, it's going to be tough. I think if you have Josh Jacobs, you're going to try to get him in this one. I think if the Raiders want to win, they know Josh Jacobs needs to uh, to get the ball in this one. So on the Raiders defensive side here, they do allow quite a bit of running back and receiver points here. So I do think Phillip Rivers, both running backs. And then because we just saw the Jets, man, just they, they just took this Raiders team to the brink took the last play of the game for the Raiders to beat him. So I'm liking T.Y. Hilton. I kind of like Michael Pittman Jr. as well for flex plays. So a pretty simple fantasy evaluation, I think, for the Colts. You're using Phillip Rivers, who I have him here as a quarterback too, but I think he's he's like a top 12, fringe top 12, you know, QB1 this week. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, we like what they've been doing for us. So get those guys in there as your RB2s. And then T.Y. Hilton, playing some of his best football the last two weeks, over 100 yards. Back-to-back touchdown weeks, so T.Y. Hilton's starting to enter our trust right now, and I think we're going to roll with him. And then Michael Pittman Jr., he's he's a low-end wide receiver three flex play. If, if you're if you're weak at receiver, I could see Michael Pittman having a, a heavy day with volume. He's been kind of steady around four or five catches a game. So I do like Pittman, and again, not trusting the tight ends. Uh, nothing really else there on the Colts side. You could start the Colts defense. They have been playing pretty good this year. And uh, Derek Carr sometimes gets into turnover lapses there. So on the Raiders side, are we really trusting anything outside of Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller? I mean, even Josh Jacobs, you know, you're, you're starting a, 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 you know, a six to seven point floor at least, and hopefully he can find the end zone. So I love Darren Waller. Uh, the Colts are pretty good against tight end. So just monitor or just limit your expectations, I think, for Waller. But he's still uh, a must start tight end for sure. Josh Jacobs, again, RB2. We'll see if he can uh, in- impress us and hopefully hit double digits. Derek Carr, quarterback two in Superflex Leagues, sure. Um, Nelson Aguilar, Michael Pittman Jr., I kind of feel the same way about these guys. They both get targets and volume, but they're not great plays. They're, you know, they're going to be fringe top 40 plays, I think. And then nothing else really trustworthy enough here for the Raiders and the Colts side. But fun game. The Raiders need a win. Raiders have a very favorable schedule coming up as well. So if they can get through this one, Man, the Raiders might have put themselves back into the playoff race. So super interesting game here. Colts at Raiders. That one's in Las Vegas here. So before I get into the Jets and Seahawks, let's quick take a look at uh, some of the comments we got going on here. What's going on, Sport Dog? Thanks for hanging out. I was made aware that David Johnson out with COVID Yahoo Sports. Yeah, that news report came out earlier today. So, I mean, it's easy call. No no David Johnson for us this weekend. If you do have Duke Johnson, uh, you guys can uh, enter up uh, anything in the chat room to see if we have to choose between two or three running backs for Duke Johnson. Not excited about Duke Johnson. We did see him play pretty well against the Lions a week ago or two weeks ago on Thanksgiving, and I'm not really sure. Going up against the Bears, it's a little hard to trust. I think I was more excited about David Johnson, and now that he's out of the picture, Duke, he's a a fringe top 25 playing PPR leagues, uh, but I'm not excited to get him in my lineup. Um, Is that uh, Brashad Perriman? Uh, I'm thinking of Denzel Perriman. Um, Denzel Brashad, I think that's Brashad Perriman, T.Y. Hilton. I'm going with T.Y. Hilton. He's playing hot, playing good football on the with with Phil Rivers and the Colts, and they get the Raiders. So I think I'm going to go with uh, T.Y. Hilton in that one there. Uh, I'm going to quick. Uh, I'm going to quickly go over the Jets and the Seahawks one. This one's going to be pretty simple to evaluate. Uh, I have been watching the practice reports here because we I noticed Jamison Crowder popped up yesterday. So let's quick take a look at the New York Jets side of things. Jamison Crowder did not practice today. Not what you want to see. Okay, so now I see why he's asking about Brashad Perriman. Uh, Brashad Perriman also got in a full practice today. So in that situation, 
maybe maybe if we see Crowder is out, I could see you wanting to get Perriman in. But then there's also this this scariness of starting the Jets. We know Denzel Mims isn't playing, so I still think I'm going to go with Ty Hilton. But if you're feeling risky and you want to, if if you want to capitalize on Crowder and Mims being out, I won't argue with putting Brashad Perriman in. But I think for me, I'm going to trust Philip Rivers. I'm going to trust T.Y. Hilton, a much better, safer Colts team. Sam Darnold and the Brashad Perriman connection, it's its kind of iffy at times, and it didn't really look very good last week either. So I think I'm going with T.Y. Hilton on that question still. But again, no practice for Jamison Crowder. That's something to really keep an eye on. Frank Gore did practice today, so that's going to take all the steam out of uh, uh, Ty Johnson. So I think if anyone has any Ty Johnson questions, it's, the answer is going to be no. Uh, with Frank Gore probably playing, you don't want any piece of this Jets running back game. Uh, too hard to trust. I know Ty Johnson looked good. He was a, a popular waiver wire ad this week, but Frank Gore likely to play. So I'm not interested in either Jets running back this week. But uh, I don't know. A lot of dinged up players here on the Jets side. And if we quick look at Seattle side here, they have a, a really le- look at this lengthy list. This is nuts. Um, so we'll start with Chris Carson. He got a full practice in today. All systems go for Chris Carson. Playing the Jets, man. Get Chris Carson in your lineup. I don't want to see any start-sit questions. Just start Chris Carson. He's ready to roll. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Not sure what, what this was a blank spot here for Tyler Lockett. I'm assuming he's fine. So we're going to still use Tyler Lockett. Chris or Carlos Hyde also got a full practice in today. But we did see Chris Carson kind of take over his, his snap share last week. So Carlos Hyde's still the primary backup. It's going to be all Chris Carson for the most part. Uh, and then it looks like nothing really else on the, the waiver or the, the practice report here for the Seahawks. So quickly looking at the fantasy points allowed. A lot of green matchups to take advantage of here. Seattle's defense, though, they have been playing some good football lately. Uh, the last two weekends, you know, they've, I mean, of course it was the Giants without Daniel Jones, so they limited them pretty easily. But they also limited Kyler Murray the week before. This number here that we used to see for the receiver points allowed, that used to be up to like 59 points just maybe two or three weeks ago. So this number is crashing down with Jamal Adams back. So even though it's a green 32, they're probably p- playing, you know, in the, the average range of, of secondaries right now against the receivers. So how do we attack this? We know we want to start everything against the Jets. So pretty simple here. Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Get these guys in your lineup. I think I just I don't want to miss anything between Lockett and Metcalf. I just don't want to miss it. We've seen their ceilings. We like what Chris Carson can do in the receiving game. And this is a game where the Seahawks, they, they dropped one against the Giants last weekend. They're going to make sure they get back on track in this one. So I'm pretty excited about my Seahawks here. Start the Seahawks defense as well. They played pretty well last weekend, playing against another lesser opponent here, the Jets. So I'm, I'm pretty fond of my Seahawks this week. And then on the Jets side, I mean, I'd stay away if I could especially first round of the playoffs. I think I would just stay away if I can. I'm not trusting Ty Johnson, Frank Gore. No, thanks. I'm going to probably move Jamison Crowder down here to a flex and I'll highlight him red. He did not practice again today. So that would make, I guess, Brashad, if Jamison Crowder's out, sure, Brashad Perriman becomes an interesting guy. Uh, I'm not really excited to trust it. But I suppose if you're in a pinch, Brashad Perriman should be the one guy that gets the volume, if anything. So I don't know. I think I'm going to recommend people staying away from the Jets, but I get it. If you think you need a spot there at wide receiver three and Crowder's out, Perriman could be the guy for you. And then uh, we're looking at the 325 PM games here, Packers Lions. I'm going to hop over to the chat room, see what else we got going on here. So Harris is asking T.Y. Hilton or Kiki Cutie. Um, So I, I, I'm a huge Kiki Cutie fan, but I did notice too, we've been into Kiki all week here. 
but he, he's been popping up on the injury report here with a knee. It looks like he got a full practice in uh, today and yesterday, so he's still listed as questionable. The one thing that's interesting here, though, is Brandon Cooks is listed as questionable, and he's been limited all week, so no full practice for Cooks. So to me, that makes me feel better about Kiki Cutie over Brandon Cooks. Like, if that's the question, I'm going Kiki. Um, but it's also a tougher matchup against the Bears. We did just see the Lions have a pretty good game against them, so this one's really close. But I think for me, I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton. He just seems a little bit more trustworthy right now, and I like Rivers. I'm pretty sure Harris YT. I think you got. I think you've been asking me Rivers questions a lot lately, so I don't mind the Rivers Hilton stack. I think that's going to be pretty good this week. So I think I think Hilton is the more trustworthy play. If this is PPR, I could see Kiki Cutie racking up a high amount of targets and volume there. But if I if I had to pick one to score, I'm probably taking T.Y. Hilton there. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, what's going on, Sport Dog? So, Week 14 lineup: Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, T.J. Hawkinson, Miles Gaskin, kicker, Buffalo Bass, uh, Steel or Saints defense, and then we're gonna bench Debo Hilton. Uh, I'm not sure what Williams that is. Maybe Mike Williams, Jamal Williams, Alan Lazard. Maybe the oh, the RB Williams is probably Jamal. And then Dobbins and then QB Rivers. I think so, man. I think you hit it all pretty much on the head here. Um, I did notice Debo was on the practice report today with a, um, a little bit of a question mark there. But you're not going to – Henry and Jones, you're, you're loving what you got there. Allen and McLaurin feels really good to me. And then Miles Gaskin feels pretty safe at flex. So I think I think you're, you're, you're starting your studs. You're leaning into this uh, – this, a lot of these really good matchups there, especially those Chargers side uh, going up against the Falcons. So I think I feel pretty good about it. If you want, I mean, I'm a huge Terry McLaurin guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about what happened last week, but I got to think that they uh, they make sure they get him rolling in this one. So if I did have one thing to maybe consider, it might be Hilton over McLaurin, but I'm going to go with uh, the better player to me right now, uh, and that's going to be Terry McLaurin. So I think we're going to co-sign on that. That looks pretty good to me. Uh, good luck with the week 14 sport duck. That looks pretty good. Um, so we were getting into the Packers and the Lions. This one should be a fun one here. This one's in Detroit. Let me just pull up the practice reports real quick. I think Green Bay ruled out uh, a backup tight end, Jay Sternberger here. Uh, let's see here. Sternberger is going to be out and then really nothing else, you know, got my attention on this report. Alan Lazard has been limited all week, but they've been keeping it easy with him. So on the Packers side, offense is ready to roll. The offensive line looks fine. Um, I was watching for the center, Corey Lindsley, but I don't think he's going to play. But Green Bay's offensive line is pretty, uh, pretty versatile, so they should be okay with what they got there. On Detroit side, they did list a couple guys out for us tonight. We know Kenny Galladay. We know Jeff Akuda is going to be out. So this is really good news for Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and company. Not great for the Detroit defense or their offense, really. They really needed Kenny Galladay here. So Green Bay has avoided Kenny Galladay twice this year. So that's a really good move for the Packers defense if you're thinking about starting them. Uh, on Johnson, full practice today. DeAndre Swift got a full practice in today. So he's been questionable with concussions and illnesses the last two games, I think, now. So if you guys are if you guys have DeAndre Swift, um, it really depends on who you have in your running back stable. I've been kind of nervous about starting DeAndre Swift, even though this is a really good matchup. We could see him kind of ease back into the lineup. And then there's also that weird Adrian Peterson quote from a week ago saying he doesn't really look the same in practice. 
So I'm a little bit uh, hesitant on DeAndre Swift. I might almost want to wait and see a week of what's going to happen there. And Adrian Peterson's playing good football. They've been liking carry on Johnson. So this could be a, another three-way committee as they get the rookie uh, back under his feet there. So just looking at the Packers and Lions fantasy points allowed here, Packers pretty good defense. They do allow the running back points here, but uh, they were able to kind of hold everybody in the back in week two when they played. And then on the Detroit side, we know we're going to start everybody against Detroit. The one thing I will point out here is the Lions are pretty good against the tight end. Uh, under 10 points per game to the tight end. We have been right liking Robert Tunyon, but uh, I think at the, point, at the moment right now, Tunyon's like tight end four in PPR leagues. I'm going to try to get him in my lineup. So Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, fire these guys up. The guys that uh, I, I do like Robert Tunyon, too, if you have him as a tight end. And then Alan Lazard, kind of a question mark here. He's going to be a wide receiver three flex. I do think he's had uh, he had a really good game against them week two. And then uh, I think last year he had two of his best games of his career against Detroit. So Alan Lazard kind of has some mojo going up against Detroit. I'm going to probably start the Packers defense if I can. And then just some names to monitor here. We can't trust MBS quite yet here. Uh, and then on the Detroit side, I think, I think I'm I'm confident about Matt Stafford as a quarterback too for sure. He's one of those fringe quarterback ones though. So for me, like if you're looking at Philip Rivers or Matthew Stafford, I'm gonna take Philip Rivers because he's playing against the Raiders. Packers, as we noted, kind of down here. Packers are pretty pretty solid here. Look at their seventh against the quarterback points, sixth against the receivers, uh, fifth against the tight end. So I think we're still going to start TJ Hawkinson. That's like the one guy I'm starting for sure, uh, but I'm hesitant on Stafford. I think he could have a good game. He could have a bad game. He's got a huge range of outcomes, you know, so I'm not super confident there. We're going to continue starting the tight end three on the season. Marvin Jones could have himself a nice game. He didn't really play very good back in week two. So he's just a low end wide receiver three flex play. And then same with DeAndre Swift, kind of a low end RB2. He could get involved in the passing game in somewhere with an eight to 10 point floor. If he scores, that would be, you know, the, the game changer for the week. But for the most part, I'm not really excited to use my Detroit Lions. This should be a really good one for the Packers offense there. So we'll move on to the Saints and the Eagles. Let me see what else we got here in the chat room, Bruin. We got Harris YT. Marvin Jones or T.Y. Hilton? Uh, give me T.Y. Hilton. Um, and while we're at it, because um, you guys were asking, I don't remember who asked. I thought it might have been Sport Dog asking about Stat Muse and some other websites here. But since we like Stat Muse and we know Marvin Jones uh, plays the Packers regularly, Let's see what he's been up to against Packers. So, I mean, earlier this year, he did catch a touchdown, but it was only four for 23. So if you don't get that touchdown, you're nervous. And then uh, last year in one game, two for 17, can't have that. Year before, one for eight and a touchdown, four for 81 and a touchdown. So he does score touchdowns. If you're in a touchdown league, sure. If, if Matt Stafford's going to throw one, it's probably Marvin Jones or TJ Hawkinson. So you got basically a 50, almost a 40 to 50% chance of it being Marvin Jones. Uh, but I'm not super excited about this. Jair Alexander is what, like, I think he's PFF's number one ranked corner in the league right now. Give me T.Y. Hilton going up against the Raiders. I think that's uh, that's a, that's probably the place I'm going to lean there, too. So uh, thanks for the question, Harris. So uh, we're going to move on to the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's quick check out the practice reports. I think both teams are really good in really good shape here. Nothing that I that I noticed earlier. Um Ty Montgomery, Latavius Murray, practice full. Uh, Michael Thomas, practicing in full. So pretty good here for the Saints. And then on the Philadelphia side, we're looking at 
backup linebacker, backup safety, backup corner. And uh, Jason Peters has been pretty much ruled out for the season, so that's kind of a huge blow. Looks like Darius Slay is going to try to play, but we've seen Darius Slay get ran over by Devontae and DK Metcalf the last two games. So I think you're going to really like Michael Thomas in this one. Uh, but again, you have this whole dynamic of, you know, how do the Eagles respond with Jalen Hurts? Are, I mean, are they going to have some fight in them? Are they going to try to play some more inspired ball and get back to basics? I don't know. But just looking quickly at the fantasy points, a lot of the positions here, Saints defense playing some of the best. I, I don't know if there's a better defense right now in the league. Uh, the, the Steelers are, are still for sure one of the best defenses, but the Saints are coming on really hot right now. Uh, really tough defense, really tough matchup for a rookie quarterback to make his first career start. And then on the Eagles side here, you're gonna wanna uh, you're gonna wanna target tight ends against them. But Jared Cook, do we trust Jared Cook? He did catch a touchdown last weekend. I suppose if you're in a pinch at tight end, Jared Cook could be a, a really good answer there if he's on the waiver wire. If you've been holding on to him. Uh, but then against quarterback, they're decent. Rodgers just kind of took them a little bit last week. And then against the receivers, we have noted that DK Metcalf, Devontae Adams have really boomed the last two games here. So they're still strong against the running backs. But Aaron Jones looked pretty good last week, last I checked. And so I'm not going to bench Alvin Kamara. So Taysom Hill. Fringe quarterback one, I'm trying to get Taysom Hill in my lineups for sure. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, those guys are the one locks that I think we have to make sure we get into our lineups. Uh, and then you're starting the Saints D. really like the Saints D. These guys are hard to trust, but Latavius Murray, Traquan Smith, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. Just because, I mean, the, the unpredictability of the Saints offense, like if Taysom Hill's going to throw a touchdown, we really don't know which ways it's going. And I thought I thought Traquan Smith looked pretty good the other uh, weekend here. Let me just scroll on down here. I want to see the opportunity report for the Saints last week. go here New Orleans Saints so Taysom Hill 27 of 37 you like the pass attempts there 232 yards two touchdowns he's gonna run the ball a lot here hopefully he cannot turn it over this time throws the ball to Traquan Smith six times six times to Sanders 11 times to Michael Thomas and then Jared Cook with five targets three for 28 and a touchdown if he doesn't get that touchdown, we're feeling a little nervous there. So I'm going to lean towards not using Jared Cook unless you're in a desperate situation there and your tight end's out. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, Michael Thomas, man, is going to get his double-digit targets. I think Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith are super interesting guys, but I, I can't really recommend them uh, for trustworthy purposes. But just a just a few, just to plant a seed in the future, I think we're going to be into Traquan Smith 2021. He's playing really good with Taysom Hill, and he's had a really good season. So taste. Um, Traquan Smith, something to, to file away there. I kind of like him. And then on the Eagles side here, I think you're starting Jalen Hurts in a quarterback two super flex league. Not really going to trust, trust him to throw him out there just yet, but he's got some favorable matchups coming up soon, especially week 16 against Dallas. So if you want to stash Jalen Hurts and see how he looks this week, totally on board with that. I think it's a really good game sample. If he plays well against the Saints, we should expect him to play very good against some lesser opponents coming up. So Jalen Hurts, super excited to see his debut. And uh, I guess quickly here, while we're on the the, the the opportunity report, 26 snaps for Jalen Hurts last week. This is essentially about a quarter and a half of football. Um, so 109 yards, one touchdown, one interception, but five for 29 rushing. So, I mean, even if, if you double this, you're feeling really good in fantasy football. If he throws for 200 yards, maybe gets two touchdowns, you could have one throwing, one rushing, whatever. Uh, and then he rushes for maybe 50 yards. This is, you know, the Konami code situation where 
I mean, Tim Tebow was a relevant running passing quarterback. Uh, we've had a lot of other guys have some success, some success lately too. So Jalen Hurts, he's going to you know boost the floor with the legs here. If he can find the end zone twice, I think that's really where it's going to be fun. So super excited about him. I think Dallas Goddard's going to be the one guy I'm starting for sure, just because tight end so so hard to get points right now. I think Dallas Goddard's safe. Miles Sanders, what do we do with Miles Sanders this week? Um, if you guys have questions with Miles Sanders. You can enter him in on the, the chat room there, or you can hit me up on Twitter with your questions. But I'm nervous about Miles Sanders. You would think with Doug Peterson starting a rookie quarterback, like, hey, let's get back to basics. Let's run the ball. Let's use our two tight ends. Let's do some play action stuff, and let's just get Jalen Hurts in good situation. So you would think Miles Sanders would be uh, a guy that's going to be a heavy focal point for tomorrow. But watching the game against the Packers, Jordan Howard got some run. Boston Scott still looks good. So all of a sudden this is back to almost like a three-way three-way committee that I'm really not excited about. So I'm actually kind of nervous about Miles Sanders. I would, I would probably, you know, lean to the side of not using him this weekend if you have a better option. So keep an eye on Miles Sanders here. If he performs well against the Saints, well, he'll enter our, our circle of trust again soon. Uh, and then you got Zach Ertz here. If you have Zach Ertz, been holding on to Zach Ertz. Uh, I'm open to in the comments if you guys have questions for this tight end or that tight end. I do think Goddard and Ertz are going to be the best two receivers in this one. So I think Ertz should mesh pretty well with that. And then we did see Ertz come back last week. He got his feet underneath him and uh, his snaps should rise a little bit there. So I'm into the tight ends. Consider Miles Sanders not using the Philly defense here. Can't trust any of these receivers worth a damn. Uh, and I wish I, sh I should have added Jordan Howard on this list here. But Saints and Eagles, um, super interesting game here for the Saints as they go on the road to Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. A lot of fun to watch that one. Again, 325 start there. And then we got the Falcons and the Chargers. Uh, anything going on here in the chat room? Uh, not too bad there. So the Falcons and the Chargers, a lot of fun in this one. Both teams... I mean, they're both playing for nothing. So this is a pride game. You know, Anthony Lynn got shut out last weekend. We'll see how the Chargers respond. Just quickly looking at the Falcons depth chart or the practice report here. Ricardo Allen, offensive guard here. James Carpenter both ruled out. Julio Jones was the big domino to fall today. He has been ruled out. And then it looks like Todd Gurley is going to give it a go. But he did not practice today. Something that really caught my eye. He was limited Wednesday, Thursday. So he might be a game-time decision. If Todd, To be honest, I'm not starting Todd Gurley even if he plays. I don't want any part of it, even though it's a good matchup. Going up against the Chargers, I think Todd Gurley is too risky for me. He's got the knee issue right now. Ido Smith has been playing some good football. I could see him getting more snaps. And actually, Ido Smith had more snaps last weekend, and Todd Gurley played the whole game. It's not like he left or got hurt or anything. Edo Smith led the backfield with snaps, 24, 22 for Todd, 11 for Brian Hill. So this is just a situation that's a mess. Falcons, you're not looking for running back points there. So I'm trying to avoid that. Calvin Ridley, of course, you're not benching Calvin Ridley. He's the one guy that I'm getting in my lineups for sure on the Falcons. I could see Matt Ryan being a fringe quarterback one. I don't love it, but if you don't have a better option, I'd even take Justin Herbert over Matt Ryan in this one. Uh, and then Hayden Hurst, what do we do with Hayden Hurst? I'd rather start Zach Ertz, Robert Tunyon, um, some of those, you know, those fringe tight ends. Uh, I'm just not excited about Hayden Hurst. Four targets, one catch, nine yards. We know Julio's out, so maybe there's more targets there. But again, uh, going into week 14, I'm not trying to get a, a zero. Give me, I mean, give me those tight ends that are going to get, you know, for sure at least three or four catches, just kind of boost that floor. Russell Gage comes into play, but I'm, I don't love this. 
I mean, I'd rather be interested in a guy like T.Y. Hilton or even Brashad Perriman, like uh, like was brought up earlier. Uh, I think there might be some better better pieces there for you. Uh, not starting the Falcons defense, Todd Gurley, Edo Smith, we kind of all talked about that. So Falcons side of things, Calvin Ridley, that's the guy. Matt Ryan could have himself a nice day. But again, Calvin Ridley's the one I really want to make sure I get in my lineups. And then on the Chargers side, I guess just quickly looking at these fantasy points allowed here, Falcons have been a holy grail for fantasy. 32nd against the QB, 30th against the receivers, and 27th against the tight end. So everything's clicking against this Falcons defense. Uh, the Falcons do have a pretty stingy front against the running backs here, but Austin Eckler is not a traditional running back. He's more of a passing guy, so I do think he's kind of classified in this wide receiver group here. So, Herbert, I'm giving you another shot, buddy. If, if you fail us this weekend, you're out, you're done. I'm willing to give you one more shot. You've had such a fantastic season. Uh, just help us get through week 14, and uh, we'll, 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 I guess, reconvene next week. So, Herbert's in, Austin Eckler for sure, Keenan Allen for sure. Mike Williams is the really interesting guy here. I do think, I do think Mike Williams has the potential for a, a big touchdown game. Uh, I'm trying to get him in my lineup if I can. Uh, I, I would start guys like T.Y. Hilton over him. Uh, but he, Mike Williams is going to fall into that Brashad Perriman kind of category where it's, I mean, do I want three for 30 yards or is there potential for, you know, like a 90 yard and a touchdown or something like that. So I'm kind of interested about Mike Williams. I think this Falcons Chargers game could get pretty wild on the fast track. Uh, both teams kind of just seeing what they got and they're just going to sling it around, I think. And then Hunter Henry, you're starting Hunter Henry. He's been pretty reliable at the tight end position, except last week. So I guess if you have high, uh, tight end questions on Hunter Henry, but again, really good matchup here for the, against the Falcons. I think I'm leaning towards that. And uh, again, no no defenses. Avoid these guys. Pretty fun game here, I think. Uh, as far as the, the late games, this one can be a pretty high-scoring uh, fantasy bonanza. So we'll move on to the final 325 game, Washington 49ers. Let me just quick check the chat room and see what we got going on. We got Lucius hanging out. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for uh, Thanks for hanging out. And would you mind helping me pick my lineup this week? Yeah, man. Uh, type in uh, if you're still here, Lucius. Um, just fill out your 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 lineup. Just tell me, you know, list your quarterbacks, list your receivers, list your running backs, list your tight ends, and then if you have defenses or kickers, we can look at that too. But uh, just go ahead and enter that in there, and we'll we'll cover that in a second. Uh, and then Sport Dog saying, yeah, we struggled with McLaurin or Hilton. I still may switch, uh, but went with McLaurin based on number of targets he's been getting. Um, so is San Fran's defense better on receivers than Las Vegas? hundred percent. Yeah. I don't even have to look that up, uh, to know it, but let's just quick take a dabble. Uh, but we did, I mean, to be fair, we just saw Josh Allen rip up that defense. And, uh, I mean, we were kind of nervous about Josh Allen going into that game, but man, he just torched them. Um, so there is some potential in this one for Terry McLaurin. Uh, the lack of, you know, Antonio Gibson could make them pass the ball a little bit more. Um, so here, let me just filter in terms of uh, looking at the receivers. We're going to see Las Vegas and San Fran. So the 49ers, they do rank 20th. And then in terms of the Raiders, where are the Raiders? Am I just missing them? Am I being stupid here? Raiders are 21st. So they rank right next to each other. Uh, in terms of yards, the Raiders have allowed more yards. Uh, the 49ers is one more um one more touchdown there. I guess while we're looking at it real quick, let's let's just check out the quarterback points. I think that might be another really good opportunity to look at matchups here. So the 49ers uh, rank 15th here against the quarterback. Raiders are down here a little bit. 
uh, 18.8. So I think for me, um, I, I, I really hate, you know, benching Terry McLaurin, but the fact that Terry's only scored two touchdowns or I think he scored three touchdowns on the year and T West got two in the last two weeks. So like if McLaurin scores a touchdown, like that's like, like, you know, that's like a, a full moon, you know, only happens once a month kind of situation. So T.Y. Hilton's on a hot streak. I think I like Phillip Rivers uh, to throw the ball more. That's a, it's a really unpredictable offense and hard to guard. And uh, I, I, I won't blame you, man. If you want to start T.Y. Hilton, I think I feel pretty good with it. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we use this game as a Terry McLaurin like measuring stick. If Terry McLaurin plays well in this one, we can get him back in the lineup next week. But if you want to make sure you just secure – I mean, T.Y. Hilton, let's just look at his numbers real quick, uh, just as a safety measure. And, I mean, to be honest, like, he's he's not playing like he was at the beginning of the season. He's kind of been a different receiver lately. And Phillip Rivers has been a different quarterback. So, like, a bad game for Terry McLaurin is going to be week 10 or week 11. So, like, 6.6, 8.0. I mean, if you can stomach this floor, I think I'm totally cool with with trying to hit one of these ceilings, even if you, if we take away a touchdown here, you know, that's still four for 81. That's a 12 point game. Take away a touchdown, a couple catches here. You're still looking at double digits. Whereas McLaurin, let me just pull out Mr. McLaurin. Um, so Terry, I mean, for the most part, he's hit double digits in all but two games. So do we think this is a trend here that could continue two for 14 on six targets? Or do you think this is just a blip in the radar and he's going to get back into the, you know, the double digit good graces here for me, I think Terry McLaurin's a safe play. Um, so I, I totally don't mind which one you're going to do. Um, the fan in me wants to go McLaurin. I like not sitting my stud. So I think I'm still going to, uh, I'm still going to say Terry McLaurin, uh, but I don't, I don't blame you for T Y Hilton in this one. So we got Lucius's team and put it in here. So one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, and one flex. So we got Brady and Lamar. Um, Brady's got a good matchup, but Lamar looked good the other night. I think I'm going to roll with Lamar. Uh, Hunter or Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Godwin, Thielen, and Metcalf. Whew, dang. Sanders from Miami, great. Um no, I'm totally – I think I'd like uh, Sanders against Miami. Or you can get Butker. Give me Butker. Give me Harrison Butker because uh, we know the Chiefs are going to score. Give me Harrison Butker if you can. Um, um, yeah, I, I love being attached to a good offense, a team that scores. Sure, sometimes they could score four touchdowns and you get four extra points, but the likelihood of them hitting a field goal is pretty good. Every game, you know, they're going to move the ball. So I really like the uh, the opportunity for the Butker field goals. Or, I mean, I could see Rodrigo Blanket, uh, Blankenship having a good game too, uh, but I really like the Chiefs offense. And the, the Dolphins are stingy. I could see that one kind of, you know, leading to more field goals here. Uh, so I think Butker is a pretty good call there. And then back to this situation. So no tight ends in this one, huh? Uh, unless your tight end is like super studly and you don't need to ask about it. Um, so give me Lamar Jackson. He looked really good. He beat, I mean, he tore the Browns up back in week one. So I think I'm going to roll with Lamar. If you disagree, I don't mind Brady. I think you're looking at two top 10 quarterbacks there. But Lamar looked different last week. He kind of looked like himself last year. Uh, and then Hunt, uh, Derrick Henry must start for sure. Uh, I like I like Jonathan Taylor a lot, but I don't know how we can bench Alvin Kamara. I think I'm going with Henry, Kamara, 
And then Metcalf for sure against the, the Jets. Thielen for sure. I, I think you want the Buck, uh, Godwin, and Thielen in there for sure. We're probably going to leave Taylor on the sideline, even though I think it's a good play. Um, but I don't know. This looks like a really good lineup. I think you're going to be in good shape after uh, after this one. So I hope that helped. If you have more questions, we can hit those on. Uh, we can hit those later. Uh, one more question here before we get back to the. Uh, I want to get back to the Washington and the 49ers game here. So Corey Davis or Michael Thomas, PPR and Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. Give me, give me Michael Thomas against Darius Slay. He's he's been limited all week, and we know uh, what Darius Slay has done against Devonte Devonte Adams and DK Metcalf the last two games. I like Corey Davis's potential, but again, uh, his target volume has been uh, really like wide range of outcomes the last few games. And Michael Thomas, I mean, in two out of three games with Taysom Hill, it's been pretty good. He's had nine catches in two of those three games, over 100 yards in two of those games. And again, the matchup of Thomas versus Slay, even though it's a really good matchup for Corey Davis with Jacksonville. But Michael Thomas, man, if, if we see a big Michael Thomas blow up game, uh, I think that would be more hard to stomach for me. So I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. And then especially because it's PPR, too. So I, I feel good about Thomas's value in a PPR league. Uh, and then Josh Allen or Justin Herbert. I think give me Josh Allen uh, just because. One, Sunday night football, so it's more fun. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers injury report, man. They've already ruled out starting cornerback Joey Hayden and starting linebacker Robert Spillane. Uh, we did have uh, a couple other guys that I saw limited, but it looks like everybody practiced in full. So Steelers defense is, is dinged up a little bit here, so this could be a really good spot for Josh Allen. And uh, just the way he looked last week, I think, and the way Justin Herbert looked last week. I'm rolling with Josh Allen. Um, pretty pretty easy one for me there. So thanks for the question, guys. Uh, let's get back to Washington and the 49ers. I want to quick uh, just check out the practice reports for these two teams before we get into it. The Washington side of things looked pretty good, except for Antonio Gibson. Of course, we already kind of knew he was going to be ruled out in this one. Terry McLaurin's full practice the last two days. Uh, and then just some guys questionable here. A lot of offensive linemen questionable, so that makes me nervous here. Uh, and then on San Francisco side, a couple guys ruled out here. Um, I don't think these are starting centers and, and guards here. Uh, defensive tackle, backup defensive tackle. Uh, Manuel Mosley, is, is, I think he's at third or fourth corner for them. DJ Jones, I don't know if he's a starter. Uh, but Debo Samuel did not practice. Limited full on Friday here. So good news for Debo Samuel. Uh, and then everything else looks pretty good here. So how do we evaluate this? Look at all the red matchups in this one. I think this could be one of the more low-scoring games of the day, the way Washington defense is playing. Um, I mean, the 49ers, they, they kind of got harassed by the Buffalo Bills, but the, the, the Washington football team offense does not equal the Bills offense. So I'm not super excited to, to get involved with the quarterbacks in this one. I think Alex Smith and Nick Mullins are only viable in two quarterback super flex leagues. Uh, I like J.D. McKissick in a PPR. I think he's going to be the guy uh, that I feel safe. I'm not even – I don't – maybe Peyton Barber in a touchdown. If you play in a standard touchdown league, sure. Uh, but for the most part, Peyton Barber just doesn't do it for me. You see, I know, I know this is a tough matchup against the Steelers, 14 for 23. If Peyton Barber gets 14 carries against the, the 49ers here, maybe it's 40 yards, a 40-yard game, and a, a, maybe a 50-50 shot at a touchdown. But if he doesn't get that touchdown, he's not getting the catches. Just a not a safe, a not a safe bet here. But if you're in a touchdown league, maybe. Uh, and then with the JD McKissick, we know he's going to get the ball a little bit on the ground. But you want these receptions, especially in a PPR league. So he's 
probably got a floor of five catches in this one. Uh, I could easily see him, you know, as a floor, five catches, 32 yards or something like that. So like an eight to nine point floor, I would uh, I would expect. And uh, if you get the opportunity to, to come from behind like you did against the Steelers, that could be really nice. The really bothersome thing last week, and of course, was Terry McLaurin. We were just talking about him. I'm trying to get Terry in my, in my lineup, though. But in the situation that we were just discussing here uh, with uh, – who are we looking at? I think that was Sport Dog. Um, yeah, we were talking about T.Y. and McLaurin. I mean, that's like the, the the popular one this week. I think I've gotten more questions on T.Y. Hilton this week than I have the whole season. So in that instance, I think I am leaning with T.Y. With Hilton for the safety of it. But uh, if I get it if you don't want to sit your studs here. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver three for me here at least. Uh, Peyton Barber, not going to trust him, only in, in a random touchdown league. And then I think Logan Thomas, man. I think Logan Thomas is in the question at the, the tight end position. I'd rather start Logan Thomas than a guy like Hayden Hurst. I might even take Logan Thomas over a guy like, uh, like for sure over Jared Cook, maybe even over Zach Ertz. So Logan Thomas is in my my good tight end graces there. Might even start the the, the Washington defense. If you guys have questions on starting defenses this week, uh, let me know in the comments. Uh, and the 49ers side of things, Nick Mullins played good football last week, but this is a really good pass rush team. I'm not excited to get Nick Mullins in there, even in a quarterback two Superflex league. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Why can't they just give Raheem Mostert the ball? Uh, that would make things really easy. Uh, but last week we see... Jeff Wilson, 28 snaps, Raheem Mostert, 27. Seven attempts for Wilson, nine for Mostert, five targets for Jeff Wilson. So he was kind of the third down guy. You see they barely even used uh, our guy, Tevin Coleman, in this one. Just didn't even – more of an afterthought here. I don't know if that percentage is correct. That might be like 7%. Um, but, again, really frustrating usage here. They had the ball at like the five-yard line and even the one-yard line multiple times, and they didn't give Raheem Mostert the ball once. They had Jeff Wilson in there. So I am curious about Jeff Wilson. If you wanted to stash somebody, we have seen Raheem Mostert get hurt twice this year. And if there's an injury clarity here to unlock the 49ers backfield, it could be Wilson or, or Mostert being the lead guy there. So I'm into I'm into stashing Jeff Wilson if you can uh, find a way to get him on your bench. Uh, but I think I'm going to give Mostert the benefit of the doubt. I think he still is the much better back. Uh, Washington, though, man, both these teams are top five against the running back here. So if you do have better options at running back, I mean, if you asked if you asked me Raheem Mostert or Duke Johnson in a PPR league, I'd, I'd really hesitate with that one. So that's kind of where Raheem Mostert is. But again, Mostert's looked so good this year where like it wouldn't surprise me like the first or second carry of the game if we see Raheem Mostert, you know, pop off a 40-yard run. So I'm going to give Mostert, I think, the benefit of the doubt as a low-end RB2. I like Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel. We've seen Debo pop up on the injury report this week. And Brandon Ayuk's been balling out. He's had uh, multiple really good games. Uh, the last maybe three or four times we've seen him. So I love Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, three flex playing PPR leagues. I do think Jordan Reed can help us as a tight end. I think I'm going to probably use Logan Thomas more than Jordan Reed. And then uh, I would say Jeff Wilson has as much value as Peyton Barber this weekend. So that's where those guy, uh, those two guys kind of lay there. And then can't really trust anybody down here. I think this is going to be a defensive battle here. So something to keep an eye on. 49ers, I mean, they're what? Uh, they're they're right there. If the Vikings lose to the Buccaneers, that's going to open things up for for who is it? The Cardinals, the Bears, and the 49ers. So if the Vikings slip up at noon, 49ers have some extra motivation there. And Washington, of course, still kind of keeping up with the New York Giants here, who do have an interesting matchup against the Cardinals. So 
a lot of movement in the NFC for that seventh card in the NFC East for sure. Um, I don't see any questions in the chat room. So I'm going to keep moving on here to the Sunday night football game. Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. This is a probably one of the best Sunday night football games uh, that we've had in the last few weeks. Really exciting game here. The Steelers practice report. We just kind of checked this out. We were looking more at the defensive side of things. But Chase Claypool did not practice yesterday. Full practice today. So all systems go there. Ben Roethlisberger practiced full the last two days. So nothing really concerns me there. I do think... I mean, I... <sighs> The passing offense is is something you want to get a piece of. The receivers are so sporadic, and I really do like James Conner coming back this weekend. So I, I'm excited to, uh, for the matchup of Pittsburgh's offense against Buffalo's defense. On the Buffalo side here, Jawan Johnson out. Um, no practice, non-injury. He's fine. Jake Fromm, whatever. And Josh Allen, he's fine. So really, really good report here on the Buffalo side of things. So let's just quick take a peek at the fantasy points allowed here. You can see all the green on the right and the red on the left. The, the numbers tell us not to use our Buffalo Bills, but we, we just saw that Joe Hayden's out, and so is um, linebacker Robert Spillane. And Washington just beat this team. In Washington, you saw Alex Smith, bloody leg and all, throw for 300 yards. I think he threw two touchdowns as well. No, I think he just had the one touchdown to Logan Thomas. But Alex Smith played very well. And that was with Joe Hayden. I think it was with Robert Splane as well. So I'm not scared of the Steelers' defense this week. Buffalo Bills, the way they looked against the 49ers. Um, so Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. These guys are must-starts. Um, I, think, uh, I think I'm not going to overthink it. Start my studs. Cole Beasley, we kind of called him the struggle target for Josh Allen. He just had a great game last weekend. I would lean towards getting Cole Beasley in my lineup if I can. I'd probably start a guy like Cole Beasley, you know, over some of these question marks here, like maybe even over Mike Williams or something like that. Uh, but I'm a fan of Cole Beasley, high floor in a PPR league. Devin Singletary, he was the lead back last weekend, but against the Steelers, not going to trust it. But uh, we did see him kind of dominate the touches after the Zach Moss fumble. Gabe Davis could have himself a nice game. He did catch a touchdown last weekend, but don't think I can trust him for week 14. So really simple for me. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and then anything else is going to be too risky. On the Steelers' side, Roethlisberger, for sure. James Conner, going to be fresh. I think James Conner is going to have a good game. So I lean towards getting Conner in my lineup for sure as a running back, too. If you had to ask me to pick one uh, Pittsburgh Steeler receiver, give me Deontay Johnson, and then I'm going to take Juju because uh, Juju's yards per catch have been annoying. This, I mean, 7 for 28 last week, and that's not the first time this has happened either. Uh, but he's going to continue to get targets. He's going to continue to probably be the leading reception guy here. So Juju, I'm going to rank them Deontay, Juju. And then the thing that caught my eye, though, is Chase Claypool was fourth on this team last week in snaps. Only four targets out of 53 Ben Roethlisberger passes. So I'm going to probably lean towards not using Claypool. I could see him bouncing back, but give me T.Y. Hilton. Give me Ch give me Cole Beasley in this one over guys like Chase Claypool here. And then I do think uh, Eric Ebron's in our good graces here as a tight end one. Uh, probably one of the better tight end one plays this week, too, as you see Buffalo ranks 29th here against the tight end. Uh, so really good spot here for the – I think it's going to be a really fun offensive game. We know Steelers have one of the best defenses, but I just think uh, this game could be a little bit more fast-paced than we normally would see from the Steelers game. So really fun Sunday night football game. If you could watch, just try to make sure you guys watch that game. I think it's going to be really fun. 
Steelers need to win to you know stay ahead in that, that number one seed in the AFC. Buffalo Bills, though, man, playing some of their best football. So we'll move on to the Monday night football game here. Let me just quick check the chat room, see what's brewing. Sports dog saying, so we talked about getting Sanders and letting Bass go. Sanders is available. Does it make sense to go with warm weather kicker for the playoff run? Um, it does. It does. But I mean, there's also, I think, I think I also brought up the point, um, that sometimes colder weather leads to more field goal opportunities. Um, so there's always that potential in a game, in a game where the thing that makes me nervous about the dolphins this week is they're going to be playing keep up and that can really limit them from having to, to kick field goals and puts them more in touchdown mode if they're coming back, you know? Um, so I'm a little bit nervous there. So this is, I'm just looking at uh, field goal points allowed here. And uh, I mean, the dolphins, I guess this is a tough matchup for, uh, for Harrison Butker. I hope I, hope I didn't uh, ruin that recommendation earlier, but the chiefs are also one of the better teams here allowing kicker points. I think that game's going to be tough. Let me see here. And we did let, um, so we did have uh, Brandon Bass in this one. Is that his name? Bass? I can't remember his first name. Uh, but the Bills going up against the Steelers. You see the Steelers are good here too. So that's a tough matchup. Let me just check out the Bills schedule. I think we did look at this. Um, Broncos, I like that game for the Bills kicker here. And then against the Patriots, that could be a tough game too. Uh, I don't mind going with Josh Allen in that, in that offense. I think that could be a nice spot there. Uh, but I guess, I don't know. I'm not really a, a big kicker expert. Let me just pull up the Dolphins schedule. They play the Patriots. They play the Raiders in a, in a dome here, both at home. Um, I mean, I, I trust Buffalo's ability to get to the, to the red zone more, uh, but I could also see the Dolphins being, you know, more willing to, to kind of stall out. But I think I'm okay with, with going with Bass. Um, if you want to stick with, with Bass, and especially on a Sunday night against the Steelers, that just kind of leans towards being a game where you're going to need field goals. Uh, whereas the, the Chiefs Dolphins game, you know, if we expect the Chiefs to win that game, uh, as it gets to the end, Dolphins won't be kicking field goals. They're going to be trying to score touchdowns. So uh, I do think Bass makes sense for me this week. What's going on, Kevin? Thanks for hanging out. Hunter Henry or Robert Tunyon? Hmm. This is the this is a tough question. So uh, let me just pull up. Uh, we'll pull it up in here. So Robert Tunyon, a touchdown streak. He's also attached to Aaron Rodgers, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm just kind of looking up here. So the Falcons, I think we know that they're not good against the tight end. So they rank sixth here. They've allowed nine touchdowns. 15.8 points to the tight end 682 yards let's just click into this here and i'm just i'm just curious so the last couple games here this is what they've allowed to tight ends so 11.8 to jay cook darren waller 6.3 adam trowman i don't know what happened uh, to this saints game they didn't really throw the ball noah fant 7.5 thomas 5.8 so they've been kind of stingier here falcons have been a little bit stingier against the tight end Whereas in the beginning of the year, that's when, I mean, that's what's boosting these averages, I think, right now. So let me just quick double check. Um, I think let's just, uh, let's just take a peek here at what the line, I know the Lions, the Lions are one of the better teams against tight end, but Robert Tanyan is basically as hot as they come at tight end. And basically, Cole Komet was able to get 14.7. 
Um, Houston's super unpredictable with their tight end. Carolina does not throw the ball to their tight end, but you see these tight ends all eat the last couple games here. So I think I'm going to roll with Robert Tunyon in this one. Uh, and we just know that he's attached to Aaron Rodgers. There's so much defensive attention. If they're not looking at Aaron Jones, they're looking at Rodgers, they're looking at Devontae Adams. And Robert Tunyon, man, he just he just finds the open space, and Rodgers is able to see that. Um, so I think give me, give me Rodgers and Tunyon in that situation there. I think I feel more comfortable with that. And uh, no problem. I hope it's right. I, I get nervous about ad advising kickers because that's of all the of all the fantasy positions that make me nervous to project and to, to look at and give advice to. It's definitely kickers because I don't know. Sometimes kick like Harrison Butker last week, five field goals, like just crazy stuff happens. Uh, but again, another thing, too, is I really with my kicker, I really am interested in the quality of the offense as well as the potential game script for that week. So Buffalo Pittsburgh, I think we're, I, I, I mean, I think I could guarantee that that game is going to be uh, very competitive in a, in because the Steelers defense is a quality defense that could lead to, you know, keeping Buffalo maybe out of the end zone, you know, one or two more times than normal. So to me, I do lean towards bass in this one this week. So I hope that helps. Hopefully he can get us uh Let's get two field goals out of our kicker and maybe two, you know, at least two extra points. That would be at least eight to 10 points there. Uh, I think that'd be a good floor game for the Buffalo kicker there. So we got our final, let me see how long we're going on here. We got 52 minutes on the board so far. Uh, let me just quickly cover this Ravens Browns game and then we can open it up to any more questions you guys might have. I'm also going to be going live tomorrow. Um, if you guys are interested, I, I'm kind of doing an experiment tonight. Um, I went live at seven o'clock tonight. If you guys would rather see me do seven o'clock, uh, I typically do six o'clock, but if you guys are interested in more of the seven o'clock, uh, we can do that. But on a, on a typical Thursday night, I would still want to do it at six. But if you guys are, are you know, impartial to six o'clock or seven o'clock, that'd be some good feedback. If you guys uh, had any thoughts on that, but Ravens and Browns, super fun game here is Lamar Jackson back. Lamar Jackson looked like MVP Lamar Jackson the other night when we saw him. So looking at the Ravens practice report, Calais Campbell, probably not going to play with the calf injury. Mark Ingram, non-practice injury here. Not concerned there. He's probably going to play, but he's not going to get a lot of playing time. Tremont Williams did not practice. So the offense is fine. Like the Baltimore offense, uh, but this defense looks banged up. Jimmy Smith, Broderick Washington, Tremont Williams, Anthony Levine, Chris. Oh, wow. So Baltimore is dinged up right now. Uh, and then on the Cleveland side, Jack Conklin limited, Kaderil Hodge with no practice, probably not going to play. Austin Hooper today popped up with a neck injury. So uh, I'm going to cross Austin Hooper off the list. We're not using Austin Hooper. Jarvis Landry going to be a fun play there. I don't think Denzel Ward's going to play. He's leaning towards not playing in this one. So how do we break this down? Quickly looking at the fantasy points allowed to position. Browns defense lights up green. Ravens defense pretty much lights up red but we just noted that all those uh defensive players are questionable right now pretty banged up defense they just let all the cowboys receivers kind of have a really nice game let me just pull up um because i do think uh with a nick chubb and a ezekiel elliott comparison i think that's really fair um so if we just kind of let me let me just pull up the cowboys uh opportunity report from last week because i think this could be uh kind of telling as to what we're going to see uh, on Monday Night Football this weekend. So you do see Ezekiel Elliott, 18 for 77. And then, he's I mean, Nick Chubb's probably not going to catch the ball four times. But um, basically a four yards per carry average 
for Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm not worried about Nick Chubb. Fire up Nick Chubb. Like, don't overthink it. Nick Chubb's the man. Um, Tony Pollard had a decent game here. But looking at the receivers, Michael Gallup, 7 for 86 and a touchdown. Mark Cooper, 5 for 43 and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb, 6 for 46 and a touchdown. All three receivers over double digits in a PPR league. And then even the tight end down here, 4 for 44 with Dalton Schultz. So, I mean, I'm, I'm – it looks like Austin Hooper's trending towards not playing. So if you're feeling really sneaky, maybe Harrison Bryant is something to keep an eye on. Uh, probably not going to rec- recommend that, but something to keep an eye on. On the Brown side, Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry are the only guys I'm trying to get my into my lineup for sure. Baker Mayfield, for sure, in a quarterback two super flex leagues. I, I would rather trust a guy like Phillip Rivers or someone else uh, as in my quarterback one, maybe even Matt Stafford, a uh, situation like that. Uh, and then Kareem Hunt. I think I'm going to lean towards not using Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, we have seen him on a downtrend lately. Last weekend, 14 attempts, 33 yards, 3 for 24. Uh, he seems kind of risky, and I think just with Nick Chubb coming back, um, he's kind of back you know, to just being pushed into the background. So I'm going to lean towards not using Kareem Hunt. Uh, he's kind of on the fence. So if you guys do have any questions with Kareem Hunt, we can answer those in a minute here. On the Ravens side, super simple. Lamar Jackson, fire him up. Mark Andrews is back. Fire him up. Marquise Brown has scored two touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. So Marquise Brown enters our flex consideration. I'm probably starting guys like Brandon Ayuk, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley. You know, more predictable guys than him. But Marquise Brown uh, could be used. If you have Marquise Brown questions, fire those up as well. And then J.K. Dobbins. Um, it was super funny last uh, on that Tuesday night. Uh, I was watching my, my closest league, my most important league, um, our friend – my friend Dalton needed, he just needed like a J.K. Dobbins touchdown. Otherwise, he was going to miss the playoffs. And somehow he gets the J.K. Dobbins touchdown there in the final two minutes. So it was really fun, uh, high intensity moment there. So looking at the we'll quick look at the Baltimore stuff from last week. So the snap counts were low. 21 for Dobbins, 18 for Edwards, 11 for Mark Ingram. But Dobbins gets 11 touches, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Not a bad, not a bad stat line there. Even if you take away the touchdown, 771 yards. That's, I mean, a seven-point floor. Maybe gets another catch or two in this one. Just quickly looking at the fantasy points allowed here. The Browns are solid against the the running backs here. But I could see J.K. Dobbins. If I'm going to start one running back here, it would be J.K. Dobbins. So, I don't know. I think I'm probably going to take this start away from the Ravens defense. We just saw how like dinged up their defense was on the practice report. And then no one really can be trust basically on both sides here. So I hope that helps with the Ravens and the Browns breakdown there. We just finished our, our 14 week 14 start sit chart. So I'm going to go ahead and open it up for questions in the chat room. Looks like we got one from Mike Ferrandez. Thanks for hanging out, Mike. Um, so JD McKissick, Mike Williams, Alan Lazad, Leonard Fournette, standard flex. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I think that takes JD McKissick out for sure. If this is a standard, mm, it's also going to take Leonard Fournette out for me for sure. So I'm looking at Mike Williams and I'm looking at Alan Lazard. Um, interesting thing about Alan Lazard. Let me just pull up his stat views. Um, so this again, if you have, if you're new to the show, the Fancy Fellowship show, I, I like to pull up the StatMuse website. You just type in your player, and you're just going to type in whoever they're playing against this week. And then I just like to add the word game logs, and we can see everything that Alan Lazard has done against the Lions. So a really fun uh, tool here for me to use. And you're just seeing here, Alan Lazard three for 45 back in week two. Uh, so 7.5 points. You know, not really great. 
but he did score two touchdowns against the Lions last year. So this is a team that he probably knows he scored two touchdowns against them. He's probably excited to play the Lions. So I'm into Alan Lazard. Uh, they did have the report today that um, I think it was coach um, Matt LaFleur saying, yeah, he's not going to play 60 snaps this weekend, but of course he's not going to play 60 snaps. That's Devontae Adams's role. So what do we do with Alan Lazard? I do think he can be useful. He's going to be the third most, you know, uh, snaps for wide receiver in Green Bay. Uh, but again, he's more of a boom bust guy. I think I would rather trust a Mike Williams. And as bad as it looked last week, as bad as it looked last week for the Chargers, they do get the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. So let me just let's just kind of scroll here. So this is as this is as bad as it's going to look for the Rams here. So what did Mike Williams do last weekend? Uh, where is our sweet Mike Williams? So four for forty-three, nine total targets. So uh, I think at this point, the opportunity for Mike Williams seems a little bit higher to me in a game against Atlanta. I could see that game kind of being back and forth. Herbert could have a nice bounce back game. I think I'm going to go with Mike Williams in this one of all of them, but I won't knock you if you want to do Alan Lazard. We did just look at his recent success against the Lions. I think that could be there as well. But uh, I think Mike Williams has the most potential. And then because it's a standard league, J.D. McKissick, McKissick's maybe in the 40 to 50 yard range. I mean, I would be shocked if he scores a touchdown. So that's why I'm kind of out there. And then I, I still, I'm nervous about Leonard Fournette. I think Ronald Jones is the guy there. So for me, it's going to be Mike Williams. I'll be open to Lazard there too, but I think I like the opportunity for Mike Williams. Uh, so I hope that helps Mike. Um, so any other questions in the chat room? We're going on just over an hour here. So it looks like we got one more here from sport dog. Um, great. Yeah, the thing with Dobbins is it was his first game back, too, from the COVID list. So that could have been a situation where they're just easing him back in. Uh, so I can totally see him, you know, getting because we. I think if you remember, we've been looking at that week 11 box score the last, you know, maybe the last week or so over my shows. And J.K. Dobbins, he already dominated that backfield in week 11. So I think he could wrestle a little bit more as the as the, you know, the season goes on here. So maybe he can pull a Cam Akers for us. That'd be cool. I'm, I apologize if anyone benched Cam Akers last night. I was I was kind of on the fence last night. I think we did recommend Cam Akers to some people based on their start sits. Uh, Robert Woods with the floor game, that kind of bugged me too. But uh, Robert Woods was, it was a decent process. So um, I don't know if you guys have any more questions in the chat room. Otherwise, um, I'm going to probably sign off here. Tomorrow, I will be here. I'll, I'll scroll up here. I want to just show my schedule. If you guys are interested in any prop, uh, player prop bets, I do hang out with my good friend, uh, Jesse. We're going to be talking about props tomorrow. We're going to go live around 11.15 tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. Central Time, or 11.15 Central Time. And then uh, I will open things up tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, we'll hang out. We'll look over the news. We should have some more practice updates, and hopefully Josh Jacobs is playing, you know, stuff like that. So Saturday is usually a really good news dump a day so i do think uh i do think we'll be live seven o'clock tomorrow night come hang out we'll answer all your questions and uh i don't know we'll just hang out have a good time and uh hopefully get to this uh get to this next round of the playoffs so i want to thank everyone for your time thanks again sport dog thanks for hanging out man really appreciate you in the comments and hanging out um but yeah everyone really thanks for all the comments tonight all the questions i really appreciate it have a good rest of your friday night and uh we'll see you tomorrow take it easy peace